Welcome to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. Here we talk about the professional turf manager, the ever-changing products, and the business side of owning a turf management company. Whether this is your first year or your 20th, we hope to have an open discussion that we all can relate with and continue to grow a successful business in the green industry. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. It is myself, Kevin Salters, with Doug Gray, our co-host. And we are here, and we are going to kind of pick up where we left off on last week's, and we are going to dive into the pre-emergent and the breakthrough that we're seeing, the if, ands, whys, and our theories on it. But before that, we're both going to decompress on the <laughs> crazy week we've had in weather. How how is uh, how was your week, Douglas? Um. You know, it's a it's the same old, same old. It's uh, you know, until we get this, these weather conditions to break, we're going to be talking about disease and uh, discolored lawns for a long time. You know, um, probably until we start seeding. You know, at the end of the day, everything that I've seen is is homeowner issues, watering why it rains, not really paying attention to mowing height, lawns being cut at two inches. Um, and you know, one thing that I've taken away from this week is, is that if you are not, uh, spraying during the summer months, meaning, you know, whether it's a fungicide application or just your regular program, I think it might be a good idea to start looking at some kind of liquid spray of nitrogen in the summer months to get it into the plant faster instead of relying on mother nature to water in granular. Um, I just, you know all the dollar spot issues that I see, it's all irrigated lawns. The the unirrigated <clears throat> lawns, I'm not saying they don't have their own issues altogether, but it's not dollar spot. Um, there is a price that we pay once you start, you know, taking care of a lawn. And these are some of the, one of the issues that can happen. Because um, I always hear that, well, they don't even take care of their lawn and their lawn looks better oh, than mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they don't water when they don't need to water and they don't water when they do need to water. <laughs> so it's um it's it's just a double edged sword when you start taking care of turf and uh you gotta protect yourself or maybe change your management strategies. And that's something that I'm finding this year is that maybe it is a management strategy that we need to look at. Um, I'm not saying it's gonna be a cure all, but um just things that I've seen on my own lawn. Uh, doing some of the testing that I'm doing right now. Um, and it's not the nitrogen <laughs> because the amount of nitrogen that I have put down in the last six weeks and I'm, it, it's like 0. 0.004 pounds of nitrogen. And, uh, but before that I had two applications of say 0. 0.7. So 1.4 prior to that, it's not the nitrogen. It's just, what we're applying, I believe, at the time that might be causing some of these issues. And even what I'm saying is not going to be a cure-all, but at the end of the day, I think it's a management strategy we might have to look at differently moving forward. I agree with that. And also, it I'm noticing a major timing factor, too. So, you know, with this crazy weather, you know, we kind of dried out over the weekend. It wasn't humid. It was somewhat dry air the sun is, sun is still strong there's no question about it um 
But here we go into the beginning of the week and we've got all, I worked in the rain all day today. For 45 minutes, I actually stopped. I went and got a coffee. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to get anything worth done. Let's let it slow down a little bit. But it's just a drizzle, but it's humid. It's nasty. And you can see plants just not being healthy or happy on the lawns. And this is going to continue through tomorrow and then cool air is going to come in. So as we got over one hurdle and kind of started to right to ship, this is going to kick us back, I think, two steps or three steps from where we regained. It, it really is in, in our area. And it's a timing thing. I, I go by a lawn literally every day in and out of where I work out of, and they had the application at the perfect time. And one side of his yard always struggles, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, this thing is just failing. It's just flat. It's it, it's just not responding compared to where he has his shade and, and a little bit better soil structure and I know tomorrow I'm going to swing by and I'm going to hit it with a, a liquid 1803, just a little, put a little punch in it because it, it needs it. And mm-hmm. uh, it just, I can't, I'm going away and I can't come back in a week and this thing be destroyed. It's it just, it's not a big area, but I can see what's going on. And, and it's, it's weird. It's, it's some of the, some of the lawns just have those flat areas. And then we have lawns that, like I posted on my Instagram on, on root development today was my fourth stop of the day. <clears throat> Took the customer over this spring, totally dissatisfied with the company he had last year. Well, now we know it's not the company's. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Doug and I talked a little bit earlier, but I, the picture I posted was it was raining out. The lawn is full of disease. He's got active disease going on. Some of the grass is black and, and laid down, and his irrigation system's running in the background. So I did my perimeter pass, and all of a sudden I hear the whistle, the loud-ass whistle that you'd whistle a freaking truck over on the side of the road. And there's not many triggers I have. I'm very polite and calm, but that is one that just puts me over the edge. The only saving grace is this older gentleman is a veteran, so I didn't open up a can of whoop-ass, but I was not as pleasant as I typically am. And his first remarks out, Why the hell does my lawn look like crap? Look at it. There's no color. Well, I did drive by Sunday night coming home from my mother-in-law's mowing the lawn, and I saw him out there with his John Deere tractor making a putting green. On top of, he says, I've been watering it nonstop. I'm like, just explain the whole thing. I'm like, it's raining out, dude. It, it is absolutely raining, and you're watering your lawn, and you have disease through the whole entire thing. Well, what's that from? I'm like, the email that I sent out and the email before that I sent out, and it's just... Sometimes you just can't fix a broken ship. And and it's just a, the root of the common problem here is the homeowner, not the companies. Because the company that was doing it was a good company. It, I'm not going to knock them. They put out a good product. Sure. Could they have a bad technician? But I know what it is now. <laughs> 100%. Now, and, and, you're, and you're 100% correct. And, you know, I was with a customer this morning and yeah we went and looked at this community he takes care of about here's the other one that's one of the other issues too is that he takes care of about 80 of the let's call it 140 houses in this community so he doesn't take care of every one of them in every house and i mean every house has dollar spot um except for the fronts that are on the southern facing um whether or not getting blasted with full sun in the afternoon 
Um, but there's they have a little, just not as much as the other side. So anyway, um, yeah, we're I'm helping them out, trying to help them out as much as I can. And yeah, you know, we're talking to a couple of the homeowners, and you know they can't understand it with all the rain we have. You know the common with all the rain we've had, the common phrase that we all hear, and uh, you know, can I look at your irrigation box? Why? Just want to make sure it's being set properly, and you know maybe there's a problem. Every day, 40 minutes of zone, you know, and it's just, oh, well, I wasn't raining why it's, why it was, I wasn't wondering why it was raining. And I'm like, that's not what this says. <laughs> you know, it's one of those digital controllers that you can kind of see. Um, it's history. Where people have been, yeah. So, um, you know, I said to him, I said to the customer, I said, unfortunately, you know, with this year, and it's, it seems like it's a broken record, but, you know, this year with 14 inches of rain in six weeks, give or take wherever you are, um, this monster has shown its ugly head. And uh, unfortunately, now this is, was probably the saving grace of this whole conversation. Unfortunately, because of our pesticide restrictions, we are not allowed to spray contact fungicides in your community or any other residential property in the state of New Jersey and across the country. And he says, why is that? And I'm like, ask your government. I said, unfortunately, we're only allowed to spray systemic fungicides in residential communities. And because of that, we have to rely on yourself or every other person to water them in pretty quickly. And when I say quickly, I'm not talking within 48 hours. I am <laughs> talking about immediately. And I said, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't happen. So fungicides in turn are really ineffective in the residential lawn care market. If you're doing preventatives, yes, they could be good, but they're not going to last 30 days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're just not unless we have perfect weather. Yes. Are we going to have isolated lawns and have good results? Sure. But, you know. Spraying out of machines is not going to give you great control with fungicides. It's just, unfortunately, it's just not. I wish there was, again, unless you're using wetting agent or a surfactant that's going to get it down. Now, he goes, well, you know, why don't you guys, meaning companies like myself, why don't you, like, storm the Capitol building in Trenton and demand it? <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, you know how many companies are, are in the state of New Jersey that sell product? Not as many as you homeowners who have a voice. Right. You know, unfortunately, we, we're we like, let's just say there's 20 companies in the state of New Jersey selling fungicides. Okay, so what do you have? I'm just going to go high and say 200 people selling the products. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the only way things change like this is if you, the homeowner, and every homeowner demands it. Now, I'm not saying that everybody needs it um, because we can try to curb a lot of this by changing our cultural practices. But at the same time, because of the dollar spot problem, we sh we can't spray to what we should be. And that's why we can't get it under control. Um, but we just keep spraying more and more and more with systemics and not solving the problem. And again, are there people sneaking it? <laughs> Absolutely. There's people snaking it because, you know, I've heard some comments out there, but um, 
it's just the way it is, unfortunately. And uh, until the laws change, which I highly doubt they ever will, they're never going to change. Is a co- they're never going to change. Nah. It's a common thing. Um, but that led into another conversation with another customer I had uh, t- uh, last week, um, which I think I touched a little bit on it already. But he wants to go to an every four week program spraying next year in the summer instead of trying to stretch six, seven weeks out of an application. He wants to go every four weeks from May 15th until September 15th in that ballpark to get a lower amount of nitrogen out, but more frequently. And he so thinks that he, it. yeah, almost, yeah, spoon feeding it. Um, but he thinks that he can get a better control doing it that way than trying to go every six to seven weeks. And his guys, they're out spraying right now an application and they're using this uh, organic nitrogen. Um, and so far, so good. Um, they're seeing some really positive results and um, <laughs> I really like it myself. So um, I think it's something that we really got to start looking at. What's the cost effectiveness of a product such as that? Um, so, I mean, I don't have a set price yet cause I'm still trialing it right now. Um, I did give him a price on that, what I think it's going to be. Um, but you know, right now I'm going to say my go-to rate is two pounds to the acre. So you're anywhere between, oh God, I'm going to say to not give it away all at one shot, you know, it's going to be anywhere between 18 to $24 an acre at two pounds of the acre. And then that, all right. So then that just goes, the math goes backwards to how much water volume you need from there based on what you're applying. It can go as low as 15 gallons of the acre of water. You're actually comfortable with that finally, huh? <laughs> um, With that, this particular product, yes. Look, there's no salt. Ah. there's no salt in this product. And this is one of the things with most, probably we take for granted in our industry is that most fertilizers we use have salt. Um, So when we have these stresses, you know, we do tend to um, wonder why we get some of our issues that we have. And there's just nothing we can do about it. It's just, if you're looking to use regular fertilizer or even, you know, organics and slash bridge products, there's going to be salt in them from what we use. So, but this particular product has no salts and it gets in the plant immediately and the plant needs it when it needs it. And I got six weeks out of my last app. I'm pretty happy with it. And what rate did Um, you throw that out at? Two pounds of the acre. And my personal feeling is the first app you go out with, it might need to go out of that maybe a little heavier app at three um, just to kind of get that foundation, so to say. Um, but, you know, after that, I mean, in the middle of this shit storm, weather shit storm <laughs> that we're in and sorry, I got six weeks out of it. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yes, I am putting other products in with it. Yes. Um, things to help the soils and, um, you know, this last application I put down was the two pounds of the acre rate. I put in this Pro Primer, which is a soil product to help stimulate the phosphorus that's in the soil. Um, and as well as Octane FE, it'll give me a nice quick uh, color, um, which it did. <laughs> I'm really happy when I got home a little while ago to see the color response from it in, let's call it, 24 hours. Um 
did you know bang up job and uh but look at the end of the day if i can get four to six weeks out of this application again man i'm happier than a pig and you know i'll say a pig and shit um you know i just want to get through till i you know till i get back um from a long weekend in a couple weeks and and then i'm gonna round up my lawn anyway oh, and kill it and you know all that good stuff so <laughs> um I'm just trying to sur- to survive right now, um, you know. And again, little dollar spot here and there, uh, not now, but uh, a few weeks ago, month ago, or whatever it was. Um, but pretty happy with the color, and uh, not not pretty happy. I'm really happy with the color. Um, it's something to really look at, and uh, I wish it came in liquid, but it doesn't. But you can turn it into liquid if you. I can teach you how to do that if you want to turn it into liquid. So, um, so you're not mixing every day, uh, a powder, but, um, it's a really cool product and I'm really starting to dig in, dive into a lot of the products that he's telling me about. We're not going to sell every one of them. Um, but you know, I think this product with a combination of a couple of our others, it's gonna, it's going to be wonders. I did the math. That was right around a buck per thousand square foot. Because that's at three quarter pounds. You're at three quarter pounds per thousand doing it at two pounds per acre. No, it's not even. 0.73 it should be. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. My bad. I'm, I'm thinking you're, I'm thinking you were talking about nitrogen itself. Oh, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no. No, at mixed yeah. rate. Not point, at a point, point, point seven 0.74. 0.74. <clears throat> yeah, not at, Correct. no. Yeah. yeah. Not at percentage of nitrogen, but at, yeah. at, at your application rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, dissolves well oh my god i'm not like you got to agitate it you can't just throw it in your tank and it's you know it's good to go you got to agitate it there's no question about it um but i put it in my flow zone that's what i spray out of filled it up to two gallons put that in then put the other two products in shook it up really well filled the rest of the two gallons in to make four gallons of product shook it up really well and i was good to go i had no clogging issues and uh didn't even have to use my mill, uh, my little drill mixer. So I wonder how well that'll work in a big tank situation. Melting, it's it's not melting down really. It's 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 because it's a powder. It's not a granular, right? You just put it on the top of your screen and let the water do its job. Hmm. Interesting, because today I went to a flat lawn, and her lawn normally looks really good. It had irrigation, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> And Gee, she's what a surprise. She's a sweet old lady. I love her. She's almost 90. You would never, ever guess that she was really above 65. Um, right. But she was at her family's house, not at her house. And I went, I'm just, man, this thing's flat. So I spiked mine and, and put in some liquid 1803 in her while I was doing the 1623 as well, just to give it a, a quick flush. It was. It's raining. It's all it's going to be safe. It's going to go in. Hopefully it'll be a quick turnaround. So it'd be, it'd be nice to have this product or something that we could go out with at all times for a round, but also as a, almost like a curative when you walk up on one of these flat lawns where you can get, kind of give it a kick in the pants. Well, that's kind of what led to this conversation today with this other customer of mine is that um, he, you know, he's putting granular down, you know, and he, don't get me wrong. The, the lawns themselves the color wise that's looks you know that isn't has doesn't have dollar spot they're green as can be it's just the areas where the dollar spots at it's full sun 
getting baked during the day after a rain, you know, and all that. And boom, that's where it's developing. And, you know, he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, well, that's what led into this. I'm like, I think it, we may have to look at a management strategy. And I said, I think that you're, this community, the lawns you do, we're talking about 240, 275,000 square feet, probably that he does. And I said, you know, I think it might be for next year. Obviously, it's too late right now. It might be a, a management strategy to come in here every four weeks with this organic nitrogen and some other soil goodies. And let's try to stimulate this soil. It's compacted as hell. It's, you know, builder grade crap, you know, that's there. Um, the guys irrigate their lawns and the water just sits on the surface, you know, so the fertilizer is not getting down to the, to the soil. So what do we have to do? We got to fix the soils. Um, so, you know, we keep, we're going to come up with a management uh, pr uh, plan, you know, to see what we can do with this. And it's going to start when they aerate in the fall and uh, to try to loosen up this soil. I've done it on sod farms. There's no reason why it can't be done here. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if they want to pay for it, but you know, that's on them. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, as I explained to a second customer today that had some concerns with their lawn as a turf manager, someone else uses this analogy and I think it works really good. You're like a dentist. You know, you go to the hygienist and you get a cleaning and when you're there, it's the dentist's job to identify if there is something wrong with your mouth and solutions to fix that problem. And we're we're no different. I mean, I think I beat myself up and a lot of people beat themselves up thinking that we can cure all of this by our normal five, six, seven step application. And you know, not going to happen. And the customers, I think, are used to that because that's what some of the national companies always advertise as, even though their success is even much less than ours. But you have to be on the ready to, one, educate your customer, and two, to be able to identify the issues and produce a solution for those issues. And I think the, you know, the more that you can be proactive on finding a problem, again, one, why I love the CRM that I use, Spray, but I'm sure they all do that, is the notes that you can leave electronically, which I choose to do electronic set of paper, very detailed because I just talk to text. I don't even I don't even type anymore, so it's beautiful. I'm taught I can talk a paragraph, and they have it. If I was writing that on an old paper form, nah, they'd get like seven words because I want to go to the next stop. So it really you can attach upsells to it. You can I've left plenty of people are saying, please let me know if you would like to move forward with some recommendations of this problem. Of course, not one single person has gotten back to me, but they're out there, and I have proof of them. You know, and again, you said it earlier, you know, we all beat ourselves up on this. Hell, I, I don't even do what you guys do anymore. And I beat myself up on it, you know, and because I don't I don't want to cause I'm not trying to be an like I don't want your lawns to look like crap, you know, but you you got to when you're managing a home lawn. OK, you're there. We're going to call it six times a year with six visits on the average. Right. Yeah, yeah that's about normal. OK, so let's just call it you're there every six weeks. So how many days is that? Six applications, that's 42, that's 240 days, and you're there six times. Well, there's 100 days that you're there three times. Let's just call it the 100 days of hell that you yep. might be there three times. Well, 
what's happening in the intro. You know, the days that you're not there or and you're there for, let's say, from 10 minutes to an hour, depending on the size of the property. You don't know what the homeowner is doing. You don't you know, you don't know. You don't know what they're doing with the water and you don't know how it's being mowed all the time. They could have had a party there two weeks ago and had 500 people tramping all over the grass. And then they call you two weeks after the party and say, what's going on with my lawn? It looks like crap. So, you know, there's so many variables that go on with this. And you're literally, let's just say a 10,000 square foot lawn. You're literally there for 45 minutes in that 100 days of hell. Right? Yep. Yep. How could you possibly be expected to manage grass when you're there for 45 minutes over 100 days? So this is where I just truly believe we have to change the way we're doing things. And look, not everybody's going to buy it, and I totally understand that. But we have preventative programs for grub. We have preventative programs for mosquitoes and ticks. But we don't have preventative programs for the most part for disease. <laughs> and I I really think it's the larger companies that really have kind of scorned people to thinking that an, the program that you sell them based on their budget because you know you maybe you have a gold package, maybe you have a bronze package and they're picking their their budget um think that they should have the perfect results from that. And one of them that I went to today, she is on a very restricted budget. Senior okay. lady, only taking four applications, does not take grub, yada, yada, yada. And she called end of last week and then actually called on Sunday and left another message saying, my lawn looks like hell. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the typical person that I am, the wife and I were coming back from our Sunday and sure, easy enough to drive by. You drive by it and I'm like, Holy moly. What's wrong with your lawn? Sure. Are there a couple brown patches? There's no, she never irrigates. She doesn't mow her lawn properly. There's objects left in the lawn all the time, leaving dead spots. Hence, I get there today. There's a car parked on the lawn for sale. Um, <laughs> but the lawn looked great. It's like, I'm blown away. It looked that good for only taking four applications with no insect control. It's like, gee, I'm waiting for the insects yeah. to blow out and it's going to be not on the lawns that don't take the grub. Isn't it's, it's, Murphy's Law. It's wild. I have quite a few that stepped away from grub this year for financial reasons, and they won't see a lick of an insect. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's look, I understand. I've been on that side of the fence doing doing it. And, you know, people would come out with their guns a blazing and, you know, we'd figure out the problem, why it's happening. And, you know, a lot of times, again, we talk about this a lot, irrigated lawns. They are the number one suspect. There's no question about it because I'm going to say it. 90% of 90% of the public does not know how to water properly. I see it in my development every day. Every, I see it. I'll, I'll walk my dog at six o'clock tonight and the same person on East Holly Avenue and Penn Drive will be watering their lawn. Every night, even during all the rain, they were watering their lawn and there's nuts edge all over the place. There's dollar spot all over the place. And, you know, I, I know who takes care of the grass. And at the end of the day, they're probably calling them and questioning what they're doing. Well, 
this is what we're talking about uh, management of turf is that you can't be there watching what they're doing all the time. And if you can get everybody trained on what to do, and you're not going to get everybody trained on what to do, but if you can get 50% of your customers to learn how to water if they're irrigated, you will be one happy person. Then the next step is trying to get those people who cut grass at $20 a house to raise their mowing height um, in the summer. Um, I just don't know how we're going to get past that. But the number one problem is improper watering, period. And I know we've said this, and we're going to say it again. End of September, beginning of October, we're going to laugh all about this. We really are, but it, when you're in the heat of it, but it, then we'll it forget was, again. Yeah, then yeah. We'll oh, hundred percent. Uh, that's and so this is what we need to get past. And again, you're not going to get everyone to buy it. Uh, but very then the small percentage. Who, but then the people who don't, you present it to them at that time again and say, "Look, this is the program you need to be on if you want me to fight this battle for you." And it's not a guarantee. Um, but if you don't want to spend that money, then let's wait to see what your lawn looks like in this in September, and we'll schedule a seating if we need need be. Yeah, there's, you know, I thought maybe things were turning around and the seating wouldn't be that big this year, but nope, not the case. There's well, going to be plenty I mean, of room for seating. You know, look, it, you know, we're talking about dollar spot. We're not talking about brown patch and pythiums i mean i'm sure it's out there oh some, it's out there i got brown some, patch on some okay it, but it's not as widespread as dollar spot no, right now no 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 a lot of that will recover some of it won't i mean uh the one lawn i looked at today i mean it was true it was the whole entire freaking lawn and that tells me that they're what i mean i know it they're watering every day for 40 minutes a zone and it's just it may not recover in every spot but for the most part it will and uh, um, it's just, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to be an ass, and I, I say it all the time. Until you can control your homeowner's irrigation system, <laughs> these problems are always going to exist. Yeah. So let's let's shift gears. We're, we're yep. pain, painfully enough. I know. We were in the middle of talking about pre-emergence and our breakthrough of crab that's going on. <clears throat> and you said that you're seeing some lawns and turf that you've been on where you're getting breakthrough in the centers, not just hard edges and, and mm -hmm. stressed areas. Mm -hmm. What are you thinking with that? Is it the, not, the dilution? Not on, my custom, not on my customers' lawns that I sold pre-emergent to. No. Nope. I will tell you that. Okay. It's, it's people who I didn't sell pre-emergent to, fertilizer and pre-emergent, uh, or it's new customers that have come about after the fact. Yeah. Because that was actually one of the conversations I had with this gentleman today in this community. I'm like, how are your weeds? How's your crabgrass? You got any crabgrass or weeds on your properties? No, not really. Not None, none, none at all for that matter. Well, then he must be doing a pretty damn good job because I, I can tell you this, in a lot of communities I've been running through, there is crabgrass, nuts edge, broadleaf weeds everywhere. Well, nuts edge, well... <laughs> oh yeah, nuts edge is showing its ugly head because of all oh, the rain, and then man, and then the it. heat, and then the heat came. And that was another another thing. The guy that had his irrigation on, I had a ton of nuts edge. I'm like, well, you should. I mean, think about what you're doing <laughs> to it. But I'm like, there's no preventative for nuts edge. There's not. I'm like, well, if there was, yeah. Don't you think I would be using it, sir? 
just it, it's crazy. But, you know, they're well, they tried. Some people will go out with, and I have a customer who goes out with uh, Triad TZ every spring. And Sulfentrazone does a good job knocking it down. Um, but he's out there probably when it first starts to come up. And I got to tell you, he's having some very good success with using that to keep Nuts Edge down. Now, here's the downside of Sulfentrazone. When it is now this year, we were we were dry as a bone, so you, you wouldn't have seen any any issues. But we've had years where it's cool and wet, and you're putting that out with fertilizer. You don't want to do that because you will see bronzing of lawns. Will it grow out? Yes, but if everybody remembers the uh, sublime issues this spring that some guys have had. Um, this is about four years ago when he first started using it. We had a really cool wet spring and oh my, every lawn was bronze like you wouldn't believe. And so we pulled the nitrogen at the fertilizer out and, you know, sure enough, like everything was fine after that. But then as soon as the temperatures rose up and it got no rain, the rain stopped, um, we were able to put it back in, but it was just wow. So he's pretty clean when it comes to that. So that's the only thing that I would suggest. But my suggestion would be don't put it with fertilizer because you never know when it's going to uh, be cool and wet in the spring. Which so, is which is pretty hard to get an application exactly. when you're not doing fertilizer unless exactly. you're doing a specialty so, treatment for somebody. Um, but other than that, no, they tried this. Uh, what the hell was the name of that product? I do remember it being out, but it didn't last long, so I don't remember the name of it. It's in the golf market, but even in the golf market, they had some issues with bronzing. Um, I have, haven't seen Echelon. Yep. Uh, fertilizer with Echelon. I think they still – I don't know if it's even sold anymore. It may be down in the southern states, but not too much up here. Well, I know it's not up here. Um Echelon, you know, it's the same thing. You know, they do use some of it on the golf market around here, but um, but they can also tolerate having some discoloration for a couple of weeks and then it's gone. But God, I went when that time came, it was uh whew, I don't think that customer and me slept for two weeks. That's how bad it was, dude. <laughs> um that's, and I that's scary. Yeah, it was it was not a fun situation. So um but getting back to crabgrass control, um, you know, I think some of it is application error, you know, trying to get those curb lines, you know, and trying to be exact so you don't have to blow down the roadways. I think that's part of it. Um, I also think, you know, there's, I know for a fact, one of my new customers that I just picked up, he told me what he used and it was a 1200. 0.29% proniamine, and I won't mention the company um, or the company who sold it to them, but they told them, oh, yeah, that's all you need. That That's your crabgrass control for the year. Oof. Come on, man. Like, be honest not even close. Not e yeah, not even close, right? So, um, you know, I get it. We're trying to save money on applications and whatnot, but, you know, I have most of my customers who they go over and above probably not in legal means, but over and above what they're supposed to do. 
because they don't want crabgrass. Well, it's cheaper to be preventative than it is curative always. So, um, yes, by the way, Kevin. Okay. Um, and (laughs) inside joke. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. But I have to laugh. I chuckled in my head Uh, and then it came out. Um, you know, and I lost my train. That's good. No, about, (laughs) about, um, going out with a 1200. Oh. So <clears throat> I, I'm not even kidding. Like I have sold almost maybe two cases of Queen Chlorlac this year. I've sold zero Mesotrione. Um, and that seems to be what everybody's doing because it's cheap uh, per, per thousand. Um, but from what I've seen anyway. Um, and if a few more dollars is going to, it's going to stop this headache. And keep in mind, this spring was dry, man. It was really, really dry. And I'm still not selling a lot of crabgrass controls. I thought that this was going to be that year um, that I was going to have customers with crabgrass uh, outbreaks because of that. Now, granted, we still got a whole month left, left, so um, two to three weeks. So if it shows its ugly head then, all right, zippity-freaking-doo-dah. But I'm pretty happy with the control that I've gotten as well as my customers, because um, I've seen lawns from pretty much every one of my customers in this area, um, or whether it's been a tree and shrub problem that they wanted me to go look at or whatever, and they're pretty clean, um, except for some guys that I did not sell pre-emergent to or just picked up as a customer. And, you know, there's a reason why I preach what I preach. It's not to get you to spend more money. It's to alleviate some of the headaches that come down the road spurge this year holy oh. moly oh. i was on one today customer of a long time he was having a party a couple weeks back he says hey could you swing by do a weed treatment i want us to get this thing looking better I, and i went there today figuring well geez I, I zapped it should be pretty good nope it was just he had major problems with his irrigation tried to put in a new well i think they tried five new spots just for a point well he, he's on city water but trying not to pay for city water. He couldn't get water. So the front yard didn't have water for the important weeks. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just looks, it looks horrible. And I'm like, holy cow. Spurge is bad, dude. Damn. Um, look, I, look, I am really pleasantly surprised that it's not worse down here than I've seen. Um, again, you know, I think it all comes according to what broadleaf weed control that you use and all that stuff as well. Um, but I've seen spurs where it's already turned purple and it's the first week of August. So, you know, good luck. Um, you better be using the surfactant. It's probably, it'll laugh at it if you're not using the surfactant right now. Um, it's a, it's a tough weed and, you know, I think, I think wild violet has showed its ugly head again and <laughs> this time of the year, wild violet is tough. I think you'd probably be better off waiting until fall. Oh yeah. Um, yep. Obviously, not obviously, but in my opinion, you know, management strategies—you're better off waiting until fall. Um, if you have a wild violet problem, the, I mean, like I said in a 18 podcasts ago, that Subline product did a bang up job for me for wild violet. Um, I'm pretty clean. The only weeds I got growing on my lawn are the freaking damn maple trees that are still growing. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Um, oh, it's insane. <laughs> Goes to so, show you how much water we've had. Yeah. Um, other than that, 
I, I don't have any weeds at all, except for a, I have a little bit of clover that's creeping on both sides of my property where a clover's creeping over from my neighbor. Um, that kind of pisses me off. I might have to creep in. I might have to ask them if I can creep into their lawn uh, next spring because I'm actually maybe I'll creep in their lawn when I round up too. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask, obviously. I'm not, not going to do it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to quality weed controls. Um, you know, maybe part, part of the issue is the weed control issue you had earlier in the spring with the, with the snot. Yeah. Maybe that could be a, a part of the problem. I don't know. Um, but it could just be the product of the environment right now, which yeah. I think that's probably mostly part of it. And the majority of my lawns are clean. I have crab breakthrough on the edges. Every lawn? No. Entire curb lines? No. You know, it's the, it's the typical... Um, obviously newer customers, first year customers, you're going to have more bit of a problem. Again, mow height is so important and retarding these things. It's crazy. So is the, is the breakthrough from the string trimming along the edges? Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and again, to expect that or the driveway edges as the cars are driving over and yeah, mm -hmm. it, it is what it is. It, it's nothing horrible. I think I have used... I'm still on, I, I had one 64 ounce container of Conchlorinac from last year and I am three quarters of the way through round three and I just cracked open another one that I have. That's it. That's haven't used uh, much at all. I'm, I'm not yeah. overly concerned with that at all. Um, yeah. My concern is when we see it in the middle of no, lawns. Nothing in the middle. Um, and then when I talk to people that are having that issue it's they were sold a bill of goods and you know it's there is a percentage of ai that you want down for the year and you know let's talk about it over the winter time or in the fall and uh, i can kind of help guide you that way um or whoever is selling to you should be able to do that for you um it's not just the fertilizer you're there to put down. It's the analysis of the prodiamine barricade dimension or dithiopyr that you're using. Now, it's I, I let's talk about the go-to product to remove. I'm a quincornet guy with MSO, and it, it does a very very nice job. Um, I know the Sublime. I have not played with it yet. The, the mission for that is is the new sports field that I want to go and lay out. And I'm I'm going to be using that on any property that I'm going to oversee it ahead of time. Because up here, we have a ton of bent grass. It's just, it's everywhere. You want to throw in, for if crabgrass purposes, you want to throw in a little bit more uh, uh, mesotrion. Oh, mesotrion, uh, yeah. Because it's just not enough to uh, to do that. Um, or not, not crabgrass, the nuts edge side of it. Um, if you have a lot of nuts edge. Um, but you know, it should do a bang up job for you. Um, bent grass might take, will take two applications. Um, but you know, who knows? I mean, I smoked a lot of mine in one application. I have a little bit still that's, you know, remnants are still there. Uh, but now it's the remnants that are there are dying from the weather. <laughs> so, um, it's just, you know, I probably weaken it so much. It just can't handle it, you know? Um, but you know, it's crabgrass controls. There's a lot of them out there. I think you got what Quinway, Quincep, Q4, 
just regular Quinn Chlorolac. You got Solitaire, Drive XLR, uh, Drive XLR8, uh, Quinn Chlorolac, 1.5L. That's the same thing, just different company, same active ingredients. Um, and I know I'm missing some, but there's so many of them out there that um, it's your product of choice. Quinn Chlorolac products, you got you know, that are just like, Straight Queen Chlorolac, you got to use methylated seed oil with them. Um, mesotrione, you should use a, a, a good surfactant with that. Um, you know, a 90 10, 80 20, more like more of a uh, a wetter spreader. Um, so <laughs> not to get onto that subject again, but uh, so I had a, actually a customer uh, last no, what's today? Um, Monday. Yeah, yeah Monday. today's Monday. So it was, yeah, I guess it was. We didn't we didn't talk about surfactants last week or I forgot to mention no, to it. We did not. So I had a I had a customer challenge me on the making his water wetter. Um so he just brought a brand new backpack spray uh spreader from me, uh sprayer from me. So we put just straight we put a gallon in, put straight water, and he had a bunch of hollies around his uh office. Um so we sprayed it with water. I said, So you see how the water just beads up off this leaf blade? I was like, now I'm going to make your water wetter. So I put <laughs> one drop of stalwart in that product, in that one gallon, one drop. And I said, now watch. I sprayed it, total coverage. Like sheeting. See, see how I made your water wetter? Just by adding a simple surfactant to it that literally, <laughs> it's pennies, pennies per 100 gallons of water. And it's... It's one of those things that, again, I think it's something that can help out with fungicides for better coverage. Um, I think it's something that can help out with even insecticide applications. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid that surfactants are going to burn. Yeah, there are surfactants that are going to burn. And most of the time, that's the 80-20s methylated seed oil if it's oversprayed. 90-10s can even burn sometimes if you're using too high of a rate. Um but these organosilicones, unless you put in like one gallon to the acre, which I, you know, <laughs> that's which a waste is of money. Based a waste of money. You only need between eight to sixteen ounces uh, per hundred gallons of water. But anyway, I just I had to say that. So um, he challenged me, and I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Um, so one of the things with crabgrass controls is that you know. I think once they get, to, well, I know it, once they get to a certain uh, tiller stage, some don't work. Um, it's that four. Between a four and yeah. five, it just gets hardened off, and it's it's tough. Even early stages of crabgrass products have a tough time. So, but, uh, you know, I wonder if it's having a tough time because they don't use surfactants with them. I think you, I think you have a, you'll have better success, obviously, with a surfactant, um, but... You know, crabgrass is one of those things that, you know, again, if we do the right things going in the beginning, we won't be spending a lot of money on those post-emergent crabgrass controls. And, you know, maybe it's whoever is making your product for you. Um, I don't know. Because, there, look, there's a one fertilizer company. I will not sell their fertilizer in my area. I'm not going to mention who it is because I don't throw people under the bus. But I wouldn't. I won't sell their fertilizer. I don't like it. Um, I've had issues with it in the past. And uh, yeah, it's a little less expensive than some, but there might be a reason for that. So I just won't use it. 
Is it? Is it the or one? Sell it. Is it the one that stains the granular that stains? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it. just um, I just always like questioned it because it Efficacy. didn't look like everybody else's, and just I don't know. It's just personal preference, so I don't sell it. And um, I mean, there's people in my company that sell it because they have people who want whatever is the cheapest product, and that's just the way it is. Um, and that's fine. Um, but you know, I sell what I sell and, you know, I don't have the breakthrough problems that some have on my, or my customers don't, I've actually been talking to a lot of them about it because it's been in conversation. And so you got crabgrass breakthroughs. No, if I did, I'd call you to find out what I need to use. So at anything this year, that's, you know, you're doing your job because you don't have weeds. You know what I mean? There's going to be, you're going to have your summer annuals. I mean, that, that, yep. that you're going to chase no problem. And it's not like even mine, which I'm happy with. I'm not out there hitting a ton of weeds on a piece of property, which is good. Um, yep. Absolutely. Always subject to change. So let's get into seeding. It's, it's around the corner. Let's shift gears. Let's get something a little bit more exciting, making holes in the ground, putting seed in, in the soil. Um, it's coming. Yeah. It, 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 when is your big delivery starting to roll in? Oh, I'm I'm delivering seed now. Um, I just delivered uh, some. Well, not me, obviously, but. Oh, we froze. I'm on my own. Doug's in hyperspace here in the internet. He'll come back around. I'm I'm sure. Such a thing. There he is. Um, what's that? No, I I went. I had to ad lib because you went. The interweb got all screwed up, so you were paused. So I just talked. So, so you said you uh, were you've been delivering some seed. Yep, we've been delivering seed. Um, just delivered about thirty pallets of Oof. sod quality seed to one of my sod farms today. Um, sod quality is it's gold tag certified, meaning that it is the cleanest seed out there. Um, you know, it's just you pay a premium for it, um, and we've already found out this particular gentleman found out the hard way about um, using non-blue tag this pre previous year. And that was just a nightmare. So we're going right back to the gold tagged and because uh, neither one of us want to go through that nightmare again. This has just been the nightmare, the season of nightmares. Um, so we went back to gold tag seed. All three varieties are highly rated in the end tips and not every grass cultivar is going to be a gold tagged seed but all three of these varieties are top notch and yeah it's going to cost it's going to cost about 15 cents more a pound for gold tag certified or sod quality let's say yeah um then regular blue tag certified but you know that's so grass seeds going out um it's going out hot and heavy most deliveries will probably start going out around the twenty, the week of the twenty first in that ballpark. Um, I think I got probably two loads going out that week, just myself. I can't speak for everybody else. Um, so seed deliveries are happening, and you know, not everybody's even even talked about grass seed yet. So we got plenty. Yeah, um, I think I'm we've sure every we've been so busy fighting the the current yep. environmental battles that this is. Yep. It, I think it's going to catch us in the in the back of the head, unfortunately. And you, know, you down there start seeding a little bit earlier than we are going to be up here. You know, typically we would love to go out at the end of August, being a September is prime time. You know, 
if you said that last year, we would have laughed because there wasn't an ounce of water to be found. So let's see what happens as we get closer to that time. But um, hopefully, Mother- probably only probably the only time we want irrigation is uh, <laughs> when we're seeding. And the people um, like you told me to turn it off. I'm like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. I mean, you're never gonna win. It's just, but again. We need to have that conversation with our homeowners about proper watering. But anyway, um, you know, as I always say, make sure you're using the proper, you know, good cultivars, um, zero crop, zero weed, you know, good seed companies and, you know, all that. Again, I've seen bad, not, I'm not going to say bad, but seed that's can, got weed seed in it. People are buying it because it's cheap. Um, but it's just like we had talked about fertilizer last week. You know, just because fertilizer prices go down, why change? Why change your price? Um, just like seed, don't change your price. Make more money. Well, <laughs> on top of, you said make more money, more profit. Sure, that's great. But in reality, don't shortchange yourself because maybe the seed or the fertilizer is going down, but I guarantee you your all your other overhead expenses are yep. going up. Your insurance, going going, up. your insurance is going to go up a percentage. All of that is coming. And... Really, don't short sell sell yourself, and and then all of a sudden be in the springtime of going into renewals, and now that you were going to be let's say five percent increase, you need to be ten percent just to be at a profitability margin again. And we're going to talk about that later on in the season as we get this one wrapped up because we're all fighting different battles. But it's going to be very important on getting the good renewal rate that's out there. You're going to have to offer different services if you want to have a better price margin. So being different than your competitor, and you just need to find out what your competitor is doing, what they're offering, and then when the customers call you, why are they calling you? You know, I've received over the last 10 days probably 12 to 15 inquiries, and end of July, beginning of August, and they have current providers is never a great time to get a phone call to take over because it's the, the yards are a mess. And are 100%. they willing to go through the expense of cleaning up all the crabgrass, cleaning up all the nut sedge? Because all that's got to be additional. That's not going to be the price of what your application rate is because I'm starting from ground zero. And, and honestly, my schedule is booked. Sure. There's some I have to take on because they're they're either neighbors of existing clients or family members or friends of, um, but we'll figure that out over the next. And I told everyone I'm two weeks out from either even coming to look at your property or, or give you an estimate. And it's not like they don't have anyone. They're just not happy with what they have. So I know their hardship. So offering the the repair for that hardship is going to make my service more valuable than the company they just left. Technically, my price should be higher than the company that you're not happy with because I'm going to offer you a better end result product, which is going to cost more money. You can stay where you are and keep your your budget where it is, but is that going to solve your problem? So remember in your thinking and planning, because I know we all spend enough time on the turf and our minds churning that if you want to be a boutique, an elite in your market, you just have to offer different services, offering more sustainable products. Do they have to all be sustainable? Absolutely not. Can you offer what a great year with all the soil issues we're having is to bring in additional biology and, and proposals for additional biology in their soils to help prevent, um, maybe curb some of this from next year and correcting what problems we have with the soil. You know, you know, it's, you're talking about people calling you now to 
get on your program, right? And, you know, some people are like, oh, you're too expensive. Well, why are you calling me? Like, if you're, were you looking for a cheaper price? What does a cheaper price give you? Look at what you got for the cheaper price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is that opportunity to be like, this is why I'm more expensive. This is the program that I do. And it's not what they're doing. Um, the reason why you're lawn, and don't get me wrong, you don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but at the same time, you got to show people why you're going to be more expensive. Um, I, I just think everybody thinks that everybody has to be the same price doing applications because it sure seems that way in my neck of the woods around here. Um, it seems like everybody wants, they like kind of wait for like True Green and Lawn Doctor to show their ugly head and then they start pricing off of that. And it's just like, well, why? The, the pro- so, so, and know, their prices I, I are so far, that. they're so far different. You can't even get a baseline from them because you could go to a 10,000 square foot lawn and then another 10,000 square foot lawn and they could be off by $40 an application. It's I've yeah. never seen a consistency with their those companies. And one was an overseeding price <laughs> from one of the, I'm going to pull up the text and this is from John. I'm not going to say his last name. I'm not going to include an area or whatever but john knows we talk all the time and this is one of the large companies and his buddy got a price from this company to aerate and overseed his twenty-eight thousand square foot lawn they told him 160 bucks and if they prepay they'll do it for 148 that's what are you going to get how many square feet you said 28 square 28,000 <laughs> square feet yep and don't even go so, by the prepay price go at the at the 160 i mean that doesn't, I know. Even, that doesn't just, even cover your seed if you do it properly i'm just gonna say you know so that's three bags of seed Correct. three bags of seed at 140 bucks a bag let's say well that's a little high right yeah, now but, but yeah i mean but, going off yes. of last year's numbers but all right so the seed itself Cost more than the price, and then the labor, then the starter fertilizer, the the, the equipment. Um, just like, come on, man. I mean, and this is one of like what what does that customer think that he's going to get out of that aeration and seeding at one hundred and sixty eight dollars? I I mean, really, I have no idea. I don't even know how that offer could happen, and someone be able to pay the manpower to do that. That doesn't cover the manpower. You can't. No, you I know. Can't. I know you can't. Um, so Sim- I just feel bad that there were, there's areas in America that people are going up against those prices because someone is going to contest them and be like, oh, yeah, you, I got a price from this company and you're at 1800 bucks and they're at 160 I'm like, oh, okay. See, me, <laughs> me being the sick, twisted mind that I have, I'd be like, whoever that customer was, I'd be like, sir, I'll tell you what. I would like that company to do this side of the house and I'm going to do this side of the house. They I'll do the front. No, no better yet. They can have the front and I'll do the back. I'll do the, yes, I'll do the back. They can have the front. This cause you, you know, and let's see whose turns out better at the end of the day. Come on. Like, let's go. I would because just, this is, that's ridiculous. I would just love to hire them. If I was in that area, I'd hire them to do my lawn just to see what they do and aren't doing. I mean, I'm going to call them and get an estimate on my <laughs> on my lawn. Just just maybe they'll do it for twelve ninety five. It's it just 
I don't even get it. it it's sad that, and again, I, I'm sorry for people in the area that are dealing with the competitiveness of that. That that's not even competitive. That that's that's stupid. That's stupid. That's asinine. not even like close and, to being accurate. And I, I mean, get it. Tw- These large companies can absorb a ton of money to get you in for your lawn care program, but your application for the next three years isn't re- going to recoup enough profit to pay for that seating done properly. That's the problem. Twenty years ago. Twenty know, years dude. ago. You're going to embarrass I would everyone. have been $1,680 for 28,000 square feet. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a fifteen to $1,800 overseed all day long. If you're going to do it right. If you're going to do it right. Put in the property. Like I said, starter fertilizer, lime. Are you going to put some bios in there? Seed, depending how the lawn is, five to seven pounds per thousand, depending what it looks like. Quality seed, tearing it up, doing the edges the right way, doing the tree belt walkway area with a garden weasel it is yeah again that particular customer if i was john i would just go back and do something like that and say i want like let's compare apples to apples with seed you know let's he can use his seed i'm going to use mine and just let let let's do it let's go and see what they say because there's no way i'm sorry but it's it's time for this crap to come to an end just like that you know, 300,000 square foot uh, house that you were have, doing and they were got to ask me to do a quote on and yeah, yeah. they were doing for what, $3,000 for the year. I mean, come on. That, that's 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 ridiculous, man. I, that's that's ridiculous. And the crazy thing about it is I have a customer right across the street and I went by the other day and I'm too busy, like honed in on my properties that I didn't even look across the street at that to see what it looks like right now because the one that I do across streets, 140,000 square feet. So I'm looking, the driveway's almost a thousand feet long. So I'm really studying to go by without running off the road on this corner. And I, I just need to throw my shoulder to the other side and I'll be overdoing their application next. So I want to see where they're sitting quality. Cause when I went mid year, it was a disaster. I mean, the weeds were out the yin yang. There's again, there's no well, way they can be producing if you, the quality. I mean, come on. If you have a brain, all you got to do is go to the box store and see how much a bag of seed costs. Oh, I have it. Go ahead. Keep talking. I found, I took pictures at Costco. Maybe I deleted them. I think it was Scott. I'm just saying. Like, oh, here it is. Bingo. Scott's Turf Builder Sun and Shade Grass Seed, 12 pounds, It's <laughs> $4.41 a pound. That's so it. So just look at it that way. Yep, here's the other one. They had th- they had three varieties there, and I took pictures at Costco. Why? Because I, I have no life. But um, yeah, they're all twelve pounds. Covers one thousand six hundred square feet. Fifty two ninety nine. Just do the math from there. Right, and it just I mean, come on, like so. Let's do them. At some point, the consumer has to like realize what's going on, and you realize that they're not going to get the job done that's supposed to get done at that at that cost just like a lawn care program when everybody else is eight hundred dollars and somebody comes in at four hundred dollars hello something's wrong come on something's wrong you know you're you're getting bamboozled and at at what point do we as a industry of because most of us are stewards of this industry at what point do we just say you know what mrs jones you can have the four hundred dollar lawn care guy because your lawn's going to look like crap. Oh, I I have no problem walking away. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've done it in the past. You have to, um, just for your own sanity. Yeah. So, you know, I know we all fight competition. I fight competition every day. I mean, you know, it's just what I, you know, just with the people lowering prices right now, it has nothing to do with prices going down. It's just the sales numbers are down and people are trying to get more sales dollars. So they're lowering their prices on stuff and it's, it's stupid because it, you can't spend a sales dollar. Um, so. Oh, I had to pay sales tax tonight. Thank you. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's no different on that side. And on your side is if it's an $800 program, it's an $800 program. You can't do it for $400. I went back in uh, my landscape, lawn and landscape days at Lipinski Landscape. We used to battle a, a company in the same town that there was a cond or a townhome community that we took care of. And it was between for the last 10 years, it was to, to maintain it properly. Mul everything included mowing, mulching, fertilizer, you know, ice melt and all that stuff. Snow removal. It was like $120,000. Okay. They came in, they came in two years in business. We can do it for $65,000. Salesman can tell you, I, I, this is my wheelhouse. I've done this all the time for years. And anyone can sell a bill of goods, but producing that bill of goods is a total yep. different story. You know, it's like just like our weather. We all want to think that we can do things for less, right? And then we get these kinds of weather conditions. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, it couldn't, right? it couldn't be a better example right now of it, what's and going on that, and what's going to eat away at your bottom line right now. And this is what happens. We're, now we're spending money on uh, post-emergent crabgrass control. So there takes away money from our bottom line. We're, you know, we, whatever it might be, instead of spending, paying for it up front, we're going to pay for it on the backside. And then it's taken away from our profits, like, you know, buying seed that has weed seed in it. We're going to go put that down. And next spring, we're going to battle poetriv all over the place. Well, good luck. So even if you did split apps of, of your pre-emergent and you did a great job and you're having some breakthrough, with the amount of water we've had in our area, in the East Coast area, and maybe not out in the West and, and the Central um, just the efficacy has been diluted and, and it's just mm -hmm. science. So when you th think about lowering your prices to be competitive with others because of supposedly nitrogen's coming down, but oil's going up. So guys, I, I'm thinking something's going to change here and I'm no speculator by any means, but it's just common math. Yes, went up 20 cents from Saturday. 40 right last up week the here. My yep. house. 40 last so week and diesel's up three. Almost 384 a, a gallon for regular gas. Yep. And it was down about a month ago, it was about 320. So in about a month, it's gone up 64 cents. And that's that's a direct correlation to fertilizer. One, yep. it coming here. Two, it being produced because it's a petroleum produced product. And Saudis are going to restrict oil again to start playing with the prices and get more up. Iran yep. has just taken over, like, I don't know how many tankers out in in their area of water which they shouldn't be doing so now the u.s is actually stepping on their toes to try to combat it they're doing some pirating of oil ships so now we're going to have more retard of oil coming into our country um it's 
it's coming. So don't get short-sighted and, and drop your prices right away. Feel it out before you start doing things. Because I think the hiccup is going to happen again. And next thing you know, little increase here, little increase there. It all adds up. We had, like I said, more control product. Nitrogen possibly going up, some of the other elements that come in from other countries going up, and then you're right back to oh. where you were or a little bit more. Well, it's like seed, right? You know, seed's down. Thank God. Guess what? Don't get used to it. No. Because it's going right back up next year because the seed uh, production this the year climate was terrible. Was so horrible. new so crop that's coming out for next year is going to be horrible. Tall fescue's not terrible, not too, too bad. Uh, but it's down, but bluegrass, ryegrass, it's all down. Um, so there's going to be an increase in seed next year. Um, so we just lowered our prices because seed went down, right? Which I don't know why we did. Um, just make more money. Like Anyway, um, and then we're going to go into the spring and we're going to give seed prices out in the spring. And then our prices are going to go up twenty to thirty dollars a bag, and and I hope I'm wrong, but this in you know changing our prices all the time, you know use these years when pr products go down, use these to recover. years for more profitability of recovery. It's, right, it's just recovery. I mean, because last year was a very very expensive year, so everyone's net profit, not gross, but their net profit yep. probably was not speculated where it should have been, where you were yep. hoping it to be. Absolutely. And and now I, we can just recover and get a little bit more in the bank so that when the next hiccup comes, because there is a hiccup coming, it, we're ready and prepared to pay for it. You know, I, I, I get it. It's the it's human nature. Oh, my price went down, so I'm going to drop my price. But you're, this is our, that opportunity that we've been talking about. We provide a service and we're like a heating and air conditioning guy. They walk in the house and they're $150 for them to walk in the house. Well, here's our opportunity to, to maybe recapture some of those dollars that we don't charge. Um, and, you know, if you're $80 right now, and let's say fertilizer prices did drop another 20%. Well, guess what? There's another 20% profit in your pocket. Correct. But... <laughs> It'd be nice to think that it went in your pocket. I just know, I know through experience. Know it I just, know. unfortunately, it gets absorbed in all the other expenses that are going up. I your mean, insurance is going to go up. It is. It is that, going that's up. Inevitable. I don't that's know, inevitable. I don't know about other places, but we have property tax in our state on our equipment and office equipment, all that stuff. All those mill rates have increased because the towns need more money. So you know, there, there's a constant bit that goes up over and over again. And you... I like you know, some new big green machine and you have to go get it insured. And he's like, the <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talk about, you know, taxes, right? So when I don't, I can't speak for every state cause I obviously don't live in every state, but the state of New Jersey, our taxes keep going up. Do you know why our taxes keep going up? Number one, they're not going to lay anybody off. That's number one. And they're not going to cut because, spending. <laughs> right. And they're not going to cut spending, but do you know why the number one reason why our taxes keep going up? Why? Our population keeps dwindling because people can't afford to live here. Connecticut has the same problem. And then you move well, to Florida or Texas where they're having yeah. the influx. And yeah. my family lives in Florida. They don't have property tax. Yep. <laughs> they don't have any so of that. So you look at, in, uh, it could be off a couple of years, but 2010, there was 12 million people in the state of New Jersey. We're down to 9.5 million 
give or take. It's just math. You got to spread it it's out. It's just math. On so top of expenses where's, where's going the taxes coming. Right. Right. So you not only have 2.5 million people or 3.5 million people of taxes to pay for, but all the increases of everything else to keep going up. People's pensions, people's retirement programs, uh, health insurance, car insurance, co- you know, all that kind of stuff. It's all going up. And we want to drop our price. I, I don't understand. No I, that, and that, I'm not on your side anymore. I'm just saying that I don't understand why we can just keep dropping prices when things go down. I think we just, and we're going to help with this later down the road, is just be accountable for all the overhead expenses, the indirect overhead that we're aware of. And there's probably plenty more out there that people can chime in just to make sure you're not caught with your pants down. That's all. Yep. 100%. That's all it is. Um, because there's a lot of guys that are doing this, and and the proof is in the pudding. So I used the landscaping bookkeeper, Megan and Joey Coberly, and it's really cool that they comb through the books very, very well, and then they we have our meeting every month to show your profitability on net profit, gross profit, based off of where your assets are. Because everyone thinks their company... You know, it has to be cash flow positive at all times. But Joey will explain that landscaping, maintenance, lawn, turf management were very um, equipment heavy. So, you know, we have a lot of equipment and materials out there that the materials need to be making up out of your profit and then a markup on that because you're buying it cheaper than a homeowner can. So you have to make sure you have a markup in there to account for that and the handling and transportation of it. But your equipment a well, you know, that's that's a big asset to your company that you don't realize that you can be you can be sitting on 100 grand of equipment in half a second. And that is part of your business net worth. I'm not going to call it profitability, but but net worth and they break mm-hmm. it down monthly to where you are and this month isn't going to be good because of the machine I bought, so it's going to be a little heavy. They knew it was coming. We didn't think it was coming when it did, um, and we've been preparing for it. And the cool thing about it is I talk to them about it. I talk in advance. I've talked to them for three months about possibly needing a new machine. So they've set me up financially preparing for that, and and it's having a partner like that. And if, if you're looking for a bookkeeper, I highly recommend them. It is an interview process. They just don't take people on just to take them on. Um, they really specialize in small business, so somewhere around that two to 300,000 and up from there. If prior to that, if you're really bootstrapping on the ground and just starting, they aren't probably going to be, you're not going to be able to afford their services and it'd be the best benefit for you. But something that I've talked to Megan about is her setting up something that she can sell to set up. If you're new to the business this year or next year, setting up your chart of accounts properly so that you do have all those spaces for your indirect overhead so you can plan, one, so you're pricing properly, and two, that you're ready to move through into a profitable business as you grow and, and expand. So it it's very important to know what your expenses are. And they'll, they'll pull out expenses that I'm not even thinking of in preparation for. They're like, hey, remember, you have this coming, and you're, you're – Nose is in the fur, so you're not thinking of, oh, shoot, I got quarterlies coming up. I've got this. I've got prepayment on that. Having that sounding board being a small business and not having a board of directors to go up and 
and talk about or, or review a situation of, do I expand? Do I buy a new truck? Do I finance it? Do I pay for it? They're the sounding board for that. So I give them those layups in advance to my meeting. And then we talk it through during our meeting, which is really cool. So anyway, that's something that we're definitely going to move forward more in. Um, if you are interested in them or just want to hear a little bit more about their style, Paul Jamison just released a YouTube video on those two. I think it came out yesterday or the day before. It's like 45 minutes and it's it's Megan and Joey explaining their business and Paul interviewing them a little bit. Um, it'll just give you a better feel for it. And it may not be them. There's plenty of other companies out there that maybe is going to be beneficial for you if you're not the bookkeeper that you think you are and you don't have the time. Do you think people are just afraid like to know exactly what their numbers really are? 100%. You think that's part of it? Scared because, you know, like back earlier in the season, you know, I had I had a group of guys come to lunch in my area um, and uh, some guys who dealt with another company mostly. And, uh, you know, we talked was very good you know down the road they started you know buying for me and whatnot and they a lot of them are buying for me all, all a lot of stuff now which is awesome and you know it wasn't about price it was because of quality service and advice well anyway um you know the one gentleman was like just my trucks alone i'm paying like sixty five thousand dollars a year in insurance and i'm like are you serious and I, I, I couldn't even imagine having to write that check. And I just, I find it funny that we were, we're spending all this money in, in insurance. Then you have your workman's comp insurance, oh. you know, and all those, all those insurances, right? Which is all based um, on a percentage of revenue and exposure. Right? Your pesticide insurance, same thing, is based on your percentage of revenue. And it's just like, but we're going to go out and do an application for thirty five ninety five, And that's why it's so important to know what your costs are. So yeah. to, to circle exactly. back on what you were just saying is there's people that may be afraid to really dive in to know where their numbers are, but I think there's more that just don't know what they don't know. Well, you know, and so every at the end of every year, you know, I mean, I don't know if every salesperson asked this with Al, but I, I do. I want to know what our cost of doing business is, because the last thing I want is to not make money for him and for me. And then all of a sudden, two years from now, he comes and says, look, guys, we're not making any money anymore and we're done. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you have to know what your cost of doing business is in order to survive. If you don't. And you want to sell things at 10% margin or 10% profit, you ain't making money. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, you you are not making money. I don't care what financial genius is out there telling them that. You're not making money. Because I know what the average cost of doing business is in the United States, no matter which industry you're in. And it ain't that. <laughs> it, it's increasing every month, it seems. Every year, your car insurance is going to go up. Every year, your medical insurance is going to go up. Every year, your life insurance is going to go up. So why wouldn't your cost of doing business go up? And, you know, if you're if you're a smaller company and just starting, and this is kind of new to you and, and learning all this, one, congratulations for accepting it. And we want to help. And we have other resources that can help you get help. But 
I guess the best way to do is start with your own house and your own, which is a business. You're running a business in your home budget. Yep. And yep. maybe you don't do it. Maybe your significant other does. You should sit down and really talk to them if you don't understand what's going on. Sure. Do you have a pocket full of money at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year? You know, are you drawing a salary every week or biweekly or monthly? You know, what is that salary going to be? It needs to be a industry standard salary for your position. What is your position to be replaced as a turf manager, as a sales guy, as an office manager? All those things are pieces and the hours you spend in it to what you should be recouping for a salary, which has nothing to do with the profit of the business. That should go to you. And then the profit of the business, once it's all said and done, is going to be a distribution on a based on a percentage of your revenue and your salary taken of what you can capture for yourself as the profit of the business. Your salary is not a profit. That That's a business of expense. Because if you sat in the office all day long and had a tech out there, it's got to be recaptured. You have to pay for that person to be out there. So if you're the one person that's out there, you should be getting a salary, not willy-nilly going into your checkbook and, oh, need $1,000 for rent or I need 600 for this car payment and constantly taking it out of the business. You you should have it set up legit. And it, some people, it's going to take time to get to that level, but that's the goal, the way it should be. Like I get a salary every week and it's every two weeks. And that just comes in, comes into the business, goes right into my personal account and it sits there and does its thing. It's automatic has nothing to do with the profitability of the business. That's a, an expense that comes down and is a direct expense on the business. You know, and I, I really like don't understand why we don't, all of us don't know what, what our cost of doing business is because you got to know if you're just a mowing guy and you know, you're going out and cutting a hundred lawns a week at $30, you know, but it's, costing you $2,600 to, with all the expenses, you got to know that. Um, you know, if you're doing a hundred lawns a week or whatever, fertilizing, and I, you know, I'm just using numbers here and I'm just going to $5,000 you're charging for that week for all those lawns. And it's at the end of the day, you're making $400 to do that. Go, wor go work for someone. Go work for someone because you're not making money. Um, and again, I mean, I hate, I, I don't be afraid to charge money. Um, there are people want to be serviced and they, they're tired of the same old thing. And that's why more and more people are going to the DIY market. It's, it's evident Speaking that more of, and more people are doing it themselves. I've been, I've been creeping quite a bit of it on YouTube and it's huge humongous and and the thing they're selling right now is death fluid i mean that's the way to go the cheap nitrogen they're showing you exactly how to do oh it oh my god almighty buying it at the pump is even cheaper than buying it at walmart they give you the exact amount per ounce to put out the whole nine yards and there, there's two of them and i'm not going to say their names but um they're promoting that very hard and they've got their their channel they've got their store they've got their swag i mean they're they're in it for the long haul it, it's crazy and and what is what is this made out of so diesel exhaust fluid is 32 percent nitrogen and the rest okay. is water is it labeled for turf nope but when you're well, a homeowner you don't have to do any of that you don't have to follow any laws oh that's not true uh, i don't up here i don't know 
I'm not sure. Well, that's that's not true. If if you walk into a store and you put something on your lawn that's not labeled, I mean, I'm not saying that the government's going to come after you. Yep. But at the end of the day, if it's not labeled, it's not labeled. I'll send you the videos. It's pretty. Oh, I'm sure I can find it. Oh, it's but... easy. I mean, it's easy enough to find. But I, I yeah. was watching them a couple, uh, maybe four or five days ago at Ass Crack at Dawn when I couldn't sleep. But um, oh. yeah, they're they're spoon feeding with it, doing testing and and. Uh, Yep, that's their liquid nitrogen of choice right now. <laughs> wow, I dude, I it works out to a sixteen zero zero is what it breaks down to in a percentage of yada yada per gallon. That's what it is, and then they have it broken down to what per one thousand square foot that you should. Well, and I don't even know if what you're it is. even thinking that route, just come talk to me about organic nitrogen. <laughs> but it's just crazy. It just that's what the general population is seeing. So you know when you see the DYI markets out there looking for things and grasping at straws that's that's what they're getting fed that's that's where they're gonna you know they're gonna be rolling up to the gas well, pumps and buying 55 gallon drum of death for their lawns well I guarantee you once they someone figures out what the hell's going on somebody's gonna put an end to that one because you know I, I'm pretty confident that is not labeled for freaking no turf. it's not it's, it's 100% alone, not labeled you know, for yeah. that not not what's so um you know yes i understand they're a homeowner they can do whatever they want but i'm sure that that's probably um not good for the environment either um maybe i'm wrong um i'll have to look more closely into it but again this is where you know we can talk about the organic nitrogen side of the business and uh um i can kind of fill you in on that one but so if you are going that route let me know but again i don't sell to homeowners so um, if you are a homeowner listening to this, don't call me about that. <laughs> I sell it to my customers. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, it's just interesting to see that market keep growing and growing and growing. And, and there's a reason for sit, it. And there's a reason for it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they want the service people, that they want. Yes. But there are people out there spending 10, 15, $20,000 a year on products for their lawns there's a guy down in virginia who my god like yeah his lawn looks great yeah if i was spraying every seven to ten days my lawn would look emerald green all the time too but that's not always good for the turf you know if you need to be spraying every seven to ten days there's that's not good um but at the end of the day that's what we're facing is the DIY market keep growing and growing and growing and we want to go cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Guess yeah. what? That's not the correlation that we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at, I'm not saying that, Oh, go double your cost per thousand price. I'm not saying that, but at the end of the day, we need to start doing things differently or that market's going to keep growing. Yep. It, it's, you're definitely seeing it by, by all means. And I think the, the craze of YouTube and social media, the the easy enough way to find things. You know, everyone, if you need to figure out how to do something, you just Google it or YouTube it, and heck, you can rebuild a car engine if you want to. So, absolutely, there's plenty of lawn care guys out there. You know, explaining what they do and why they do it, and and the only difference is some of them that I see are doing it. They're using control products that the homeowner homeowner cannot buy. So there, it is mm -hmm. a little misleading, unfortunately, because I'm seeing some of the products. I'm like, no, 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 no. They should not be in someone's garage. Then, nope, that is not healthy for anyone. Yep. 
So that, I, and, and it's funny, you can, you can buy products sideways from different states and some of them will say, oh, cannot be sold in Connecticut, cannot be sold in New Jersey, yada, yada. But there's plenty of them out there that do it sideways. And I had a, I had a customer three or four months ago wanted to buy an herbicide from me and I asked him for his pesticide license and he said he didn't have one. I said, well, I can't sell it to you then because it was a restricted product. And he goes, what are you talking about? I can go up the street and I can get it from the guy up the street. And I'm like, you know what, dude, by all means, knock yourself out. guess what? Knock yourself out. Cause both of you are going to get in trouble one day. I said, I won't do it. If you're not licensed, I'm not going to sell you a restricted product. Yes, yeah, there's too much on everyone's plate with that. And, you know, we're we're messing with the environment. We're messing with our waterways. We're messing with yeah. a lot of things if it's not used properly. And, and we need and we all do. We we are licensed. We are stewards and we take it seriously. And, and unfortunately, you don't want to start that on other people. You know, it's we need to start fixing our soils. We need to start looking at this more than we even know, because, it's, you know, some of the soils tests that I've seen coming back, just reactions of fertilizer even fungicides working you know guys that are spraying fungicides i've watched one guy spray a fungicide we watered it in right away and it still had no effect in this so um you know and i know he mixed it right the whole nine yards and uh came back 14 days later did it again and still couldn't get dollar spot under control so maybe there's a water issue maybe there's a soil issue <laughs> as well who do, who knows but um we got to start diving deeper into these things and um, using products that might be a little bit unorthodox, so to say, like, you know, an organic nitrogen um, or some of these other products that these, the uh, farmers are using that um, they're having huge success with across the country. Um, you know, we're always looking for new things to help better our business and help better our customers business. Um, hell, I'm talking to my vendor who makes our products about a new secret sauce that hopefully we'll be selling next year to replace another because tired of making other people money. <laughs> so we're going to do it ourselves. Um, and so far it's, it's coming now I'm waiting for the <laughs> test product. There you go. Um, I won't mention what it is cause I don't want to create any hoopla hoopla over it, but it's coming. Good. And, uh, it's going to, <laughs> rock some worlds here but at the end of the day um these are the things that we do we're always looking for the next greatest product um or just a product that's going to help everybody um sometimes when you're buying products from vendors they tend to be a little bit overpriced and then you find out you can make them themselves i mean it just started on a friendly conversation and i'm like well i would never have thought to even ask you to make something like this i just never thought you had it these active ingredients and i was just like when he told me he gave me my pricing now i'm waiting on the product <laughs> i cannot wait well i cannot wait thorough testing is going to be important i don't want to yep jump ship quick well, that's why i didn't really start selling this organic nitrogen yet because i want to see you know and i'm still gonna wait to see what it does my next one when i go to seed is i'm gonna do the starter fertilizer version of it. Um, and I'm also going to put a ton of potassium down another one that they have. And I want to see, and I'm going to do that in the fall again. And I want to see what it does. Um, so if it's so far, I'm sold, 
but I'm not a hundred percent. So I'll wait to see what the fall looks like. And, uh, um, we're going to find out. Yeah. If it doesn't do what I think it's going to do, I'm not going to sell it. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, we're, at least we're not always looking to change constantly, just looking to be able to offer a better product and a better service for our client. That That's the goal and mission of all turf managers is. Well, one of the things that I, I just, I, I listen, I really do actually listen, believe it or not. And oh my God, everybody wants cheaper. Like they want to go to try to find the products that are going to make their program cheaper to make more money. And I got that. But just because you can make a program cheaper doesn't mean it's going to be better. So when I first started doing playing with this, I was like, come on, the, the, the guy who I was talking to, a nice guy. I was just like, whatever, <laughs> you know, like, all right, send me some samples. So he did. And so far, I'm pleasantly surprised at what I'm seeing out of it. And then, you know, we're going to find out, you know, if I'm clearly happy with it, you know, say, let's say October, then, yeah, we're going to start making some some things happen with it. Um, but, you know, it's if we're going to go this route with trying to find the least expensive products, then um, at least go to these products with someone who's been testing them or has a little bit of knowledge on them. Um, biggest thing that I see out here is we keep going like less expensive on nitrogen on sources, but we keep putting more chlorine, chlorine out. <laughs> well, the more chlorine you keep putting out, you know, it's going to dry out the lawns and it's going to create other problems down the road. We could use some dry lawns right now. Holy! Oh geez. yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're, I could at least it's raining still right now. Well, we're going to get bombarded tonight. I just looked at the radar because a tornado watch just came through. Oh, beautiful! And and I'm looking. I looked at the radar about 20 minutes ago, and I was just like, "Okay, they didn't say anything about this today or this morning that we were going to get more tonight." And now I'm looking at the radar, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" And about an hour and a half, we're going to get bombarded with rainfall. Here we go again. Dollar spot uh-huh. 2.0. Oh, or, it's, it's going to be or worse. Or something worse. Yeah, I think it's going to be something worse. I'm looking. Yeah, we're supposed to, what you're getting is it will be coming up this way, but hopefully it skirts us to the north, but I doubt it. Well, I'm looking at you right now, and yeah, you're going you're gonna to get hit with it probably sooner than I am, it looks. I mean, we have rain right now, but it looks like right around midnight is when our next big batch comes in. <clears throat> Lovely. Just what we need. Another record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. It's... um. You know, that's why I find, not find funny, but it's, that's a poor choice of words, but that's why I find it like, okay, let's talk this fall and create that program. So maybe we're there every four weeks, opposed to every six to seven, and let's figure out, you know, being a little bit more proactive with um, whether it's fungicides or plant health products to maybe get these things better under control. As I was talking with this one gentleman today, like I said, we are talking about maybe putting liquid nitrogen into his program or with his water-soluble nitrogen, whichever we decide, into his program for the summer because it just gets into the plant faster. You don't have to wait for it to get watered in. Once it's sprayed, it's in the plant. So that might be just what we need to help fight. Even if we fought 50% of these issues right now, we'd be in a positive direction. Right. So 
You're not going to make every lawn the best in the summer. It's just, unfortunately, you're fighting too many different battles, too many environmental conditions, cultural practices, the whole nine yards. But if we can somehow curb a little bit of it, maybe we can have a little bit more sanity <laughs> amongst us all in the summer. Because, uh, you know, like I said, I know I don't deal with it the way you guys do, but um, I do listen and I, I feel your pain because I've been there and I've done it. And uh, um, it's why I'm always here to help guys, you know, not jump off the ledge. <laughs> oh, said so I've been looking for bridges to jump off of, but there's so much water. It's nothing but a soft landing. So <laughs> <laughs> with that note, we're going to wrap this up. We've been going at it a good time. Um, we, again, thank you very much for, for listening, tuning in, sharing, subscribing. Uh, make sure you do hit that subscribe button. And we are Apple, Google, Spotify, just about everything out there that I, I keep getting notifications that another platform has picked us up, which is really cool. So we're, we're pretty much tangible in any which way you want it. Won't be in different languages, that's for sure, because I have a hard enough time with English. But with that that's said, Douglas, you have yourself a wonderful week. Um Likewise. Hopefully we drought a little bit and get rid of some humidity, but who knows next week what we talk about. So yep, everyone everyone no have doubt. a great week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Turf Nutrition and Management Podcast. We are always interested in topics you would like us to dig a little deeper into. You can submit a topic or a question down below in the comments. Please remember to like, subscribe and share with friends and also turn on the notification bell as we continue to talk all things turf and help each other become better turf managers.